0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 9 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's topic is sponsored by the Horse Radio Network, the leader in online radio for the horse lover. Enjoy today's tip. Hi, everyone. This is Glenn the Geek here from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Today, we have a good friend of the Horse Radio Network on with us to impart some of his knowledge, and we have an email for you also. Thank you for the emails in the last couple of days. Just go to horsetipdaily.com and use the contact link at the top of the page. You know, I'd love to hear from you. I love tip ideas and ideas on new experts that we can get as part of the show. You know, whatever. Just email me and say hi and let me know someone is listening out there. Sometimes it feels like I'm talking to myself, although I do know that this show has taken off. And there are a lot of listeners and people who seem to be enjoying it a whole lot. Well, today we have with us a good friend of the Horse Radio Network and someone I enjoy speaking with very much. Craig Thompson is an international eventer and clinician. He is well known for his teaching abilities and has loyal following of students. He runs the popular Aiken Eventing Camp and the Aiken Event Horse Sale. In addition, he was one of the founding members of the Professional Riders Organization, uh, which is for eventers. We will get Craig on in a few seconds right after I say a few words about the Horse Radio Network. Now, you know, As most of you know, I am the founder of the Horse Radio Network and absolutely love my job. We have some great sponsors that have seen some great results being part of the network. If you run any type of business in the horse world, from the smallest to the largest operation, then we have an opportunity for you. As we all know, the magazines and traditional print media are having difficulties and people are not reading them like they used to. They are getting their horse news and uh, equine entertainment in different ways now. That also means that uh, your expensive print ads are not doing as well as they have. And I know that uh, businesses out there are looking for alternatives. We have one of those alternatives here at the Horse Radio Network. We have ad spots available on many of the shows, and they are effective and affordable. Our listeners are are probably the most tuned in in the horse world. They, they are the target demographic that you're definitely trying to reach. For a fraction of the price you're paying for that magazine ad, you could be joining our stable of happy advertisers here at the Horse Radio Network. Drop me an email at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. glen with two N's at horseradionetwork.com for more information and rates. Well, now let's get to Craig. Well, hi, Craig. Welcome to your first Horse Tip Daily. We do appreciate you being one of the experts on our show.
1: Hey, Glenn. Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> you have been one of the most regular guests on all the shows that we have done, and uh, we certainly appreciate that.
1: Well, I really respect what you guys are trying to do, and I, I hope it's successful. And if I can be a part of that, successful. Then I'm happy to do it. You know, this show
0: has been up, uh, when we're recording this, it's been up a week now, and I'm getting more emails about Horsetip Daily than any other show that we have done. That's fantastic. So I think that that says something about uh, people's uh, quest for knowledge, you know, about about their horses. And, and I think everybody, don't you, really tries to do the horse thing better. Everybody wants to do it better.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think everybody's always looking for knowledge and input, and so much of that knowledge and input doesn't have to come from a riding lesson in a ring for 45 minutes once a week. So much of that information can come from everything else, you know, the world around us.
0: Well, good, and even for five minutes a day from the Horse Radio Network. There you (laughs) go. (laughs) So tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself and and who you are and and basically why you're here.
1: (laughs) Well, there's the the eternal question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I have been riding and training and competing event horses my entire adult life, which goes on a lot longer than I like to acknowledge at this point.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> uh, I've been active in eventing both as a professional rider as well as a horse trials organizer and a course designer. Uh, when we moved to Aiken a couple years ago, we started running a thing called the Aiken Event Horse Sale. And pretty much i has most of the year here at our farm training horses and training riders for eventing. We,
0: and we 've had we have had you on a couple of the other shows, and I wanted to tell everybody in our show notes for today 's episode we will put links to those shows as well if you want to more in depth than we can get into here today um, and you started something or helped start something actually recently. Tell us about that
1: uh the professional writers organization um, we uh i guess Philip Dutton, Buck Davidson, Allison Springer, and Laura Vanderleet and I started a thing called the Professional Riders Organization, or the acronym for it is PRO. Uh, We started it about a year, year and a half ago, and uh, it's grown quickly since then. It's a, a way for professional riders to work together and to work with events to try to make our sport better.
0: And I think, too, you know, some people would argue that there's a disconnect then between the professionals and the amateurs, but I think that if the professionals make the sport better as a whole, it makes it better for everybody
1: absolutely and i'm a big believer that a, you know a rising tide lifts
0: all ships so well there you go you know. well we we are so glad to have you on uh i respect you a lot my wife actually was a fan of yours for for a while here so and you know, and
1: my wife
0: and i do and and, and then uh, yeah helena you've uh, worked with her a long time so it's just, we we just have a you know we always say at the horse radio Net- network that everything works in a circle uh, every all, all the relationships that we have tend to end up in a circle, and, and I think that's true of life, too, if you're out there really trying to do something with it. So tell us what you have for us today.
1: Well, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about jogging our horses up in hand. Uh, you know, at a, at a CIC or a CCI, we have the formal presentation of the horses. And this would be, really...
0: at a, to, just to clarify for everybody, this would be at an event, at a three-day yes, exactly. event. Yep,
1: yep. But really, being able to do that well starts at home, and it has a, a very practical application, which is when we can jog our horse up in a straight line in an even in an even trot. Craig, tell see.
0: everybody for the non eventers out there. Tell them what it is. What what is that? We call it the jog, but what is sure. what what is it, and why is it done?
1: Well, in competition, it's done on the well, the first day of the competition to establish a, a baseline soundness for the horses. So the veterinary panel and uh, uh, all the judges watch each horse jog up in hand on a firm surface, usually asphalt with a little bit of shavings, or sorry, a little bit of uh, stone dust on it to prevent the horses from slipping. And we jog the horse down the jog lane, turn, jog back. And the, horse, the, the officials are looking for soundness. They want to make sure that the horses are sound before they begin the competition. At a CCI or CIC, they then watch those horses again before show jumping to establish that they are still sound and, and ready to continue competing.
0: And that's after cross country.
1: Exactly.
0: Yep. And we should say, too, that it has become quite a spectacle. This is not just uh, uh, you running in front of the judges and there's nobody else there. This has become quite a spectator sport and a dress up event for the riders.
1: It really is. And, you know, I've always thought that, you know, it's really one of those inside baseball type of things. You know, the, the fans who really know the sport are the ones who show up on Wednesday at Kentucky or Sunday morning at Fairhill to watch the horses that they know and love jog. And boy, the horses are sure turned out beautifully and the riders make an effort to be turned out beautifully. Some of us, uh, hit the mark and some don't, but, uh, you know, it really is a, an essential part of the sport, and it really, I think, does underline how important the health and well-being and soundness of these horses is.
0: Okay. So, how can we uh, help do it better?
1: Well, uh, you know, I think that that is the the one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is that. Being able to do it well starts at home, and it's something that I teach students from the very beginning. If somebody shows up as a working student, one of the first things they learn to do is jog their horse up in hand. And and I want to know from the time a horse arrives here for training what it looks like when it jogs up in a straight line on a firm level surface. And that's one of the the real most basic ways we have of keeping our horses sound and healthy. If we know what our horse looks like when he feels good – then we can have a pretty good chance of noticing when his right front foot hurts a little bit or his hock is a little bit sticky. And if we don't watch our horses jog up in hand, we don't quite ever know what they looked like a week ago. Um, so it's, to me, it's an essential part of maintaining a horse's soundness. With that said, most of the time when somebody shows up here as a working student and goes to their horse, they look like a junk, drunken sailor going back and forth, back and forth, up and down. And, and a horse is in a zigzag or a curved line like that or fast and slow, it's really hard to see exactly how their footfalls um so I've gotten real into teaching this and and it's not hard, but it does take a little bit of practice, both for us on the ground and for the horses um we We have right outside the barn part of our driveway set aside as a jog lane, and instead of being coarse driveway gravel, it's got a nice layer of stone dust on it, and it's probably. Fifty yards long, but there's plenty of room to it, and 12 or 15 feet wide, and uh, that's where we teach everybody. Uh, I like to do it, uh, you know. In competition, we do it in a bridle. Uh, it's perfectly fine at home to do it in a halter. And what I like to do is walk the horse out, and I'll hold the horse just below his jaw with the rope, with the lead line, or with the reins if the bridle's on. I'll hold the slack in my left hand, and I'll usually carry a dressage whip in my left hand. <clears throat> And squaring the horse up on the jog lane, I'll start to walk a step, cluck, and I myself will start to jog off. if the horse doesn't step right into the jog and follow me, I'll reach back and tap him with the dressage whip. And what we're really trying to do is create an association between us clucking one time or starting to jog and the horse saying, oh, right, I need to jog off now as well. What we usually see when we first start teaching horses and riders this is the rider goes to jog off, and the horse stands there, and the rider pulls on the rope and drags on the reins, and the horse digs his feet into the ground and doesn't want anything to do with it. Right. And that doesn't work so well.
0: And then they tap him with the whip, and the horse goes up in the air.
1: (laughs) There you go. And it is so important to use the whip really behind us. You know, I reach behind my back and try to tap the horse on on the haunches. It's useful to have a second person sometimes, too, and sometimes... I will, if I'm helping a student do it, I'll pick up a handful of gravel and toss it lightly into the horse's tail. Uh, Or, you know, somebody else can stand there with another whip and tap the horse. But we just need the horses, just like when we're riding them, to think forward. They have to ask, they have to desire to trot down the jog lane. Um, And then once we start trotting down that lane, just like riding them, we want a steady, consistent rhythm. We don't want fast, slow, fast, slow. And we want the horse to be just slightly ahead of us. We'd like to stay at the horse's shoulder. Uh, just like riding, I, I find that putting my eye or having a student put their eye on a six-point and jogging to that really helps. And once we get that sort of part worked out, the jogging off, the second part of it is making sure that we can stop again. And usually what happens is the person or the horse gets to the end of the jog lane and yanks on the reins and pulls up and, whoa, and the horse wonders why that happened and the horse gets crooked. We have to, at the end of the jog lane, be able to essentially just decelerate ourselves, to go from a trot ourselves back to a walk and have the horse read that in our body. And that, again, is just another place to use our voice and say, whoa. Um, so that's the, the jog down. Um, the... Uh, In competition, there's usually a a potted flower or some plants that we make a turn around. And we always turn the horses away from us. We turn them to the right. I don't always set out a flower, but I do always turn the horses away from me and have my students do that because it helps the horse stay straight so that when we turn around and we jog back down this lane, we start with a straight horse and not a crooked horse. And that's one of the big mistakes you see both at home and in competition. You can make a sound horse look lame if you jog them crooked or... You know, if he's shoulders to the right. Is that the importance
0: of of making sure that it's all done right?
1: It really is. Uh, You know, most of the time if you stand at the jog on Sunday morning at a three-day event and you see somebody get held, you'll quite often think, well, if they could jog it better, the horse would look fine, and the horse probably is fine. But when the horses get crooked and we pull on them, even though we're on the ground, it has has an effect on the way they move, and it's no different than when we ride them in that sense.
0: See, I never thought about this. You know, I'm sure that most other spectators never thought about training for this part either. You just show up and you do it, you know?
1: Most people learn to do it the day of their first three-day event. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then the horse is is freaking out. but, uh, But, you know, in doing that, we lose the benefit of knowing what our horse looks like all the time at home, and I just think that's huge.
0: And that would mean somebody else jogging out and you watching your horse go.
1: Yeah, or your awesome. trainer. I mean, as a trainer, I like to know what my students' horses look like. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, once you teach yourself and your horse to jog, you know, have somebody else jog them for you. Um, and a horse will look very different on a straight line on firm ground than he'll look on a lunge line or he'll look on soft ground or he'll look when you're sitting on him with, you know, trotting with a loop in the rain. Right. Um, it is, you know, free veterinary evaluation is what it is. And it's something everybody can do themselves at home.
0: Well, there we go, well, that's great, and it's obviously something that I never thought about, and I've watched tons of events, you know <laughs>
1: well, you, there you go <laughs>
0: you just go, but you know now that I do think about it, there are those you know there there are very pleasant ones to watch, and then there are the nightmares and <laughs> and the nightmares do stand out, you know they do yeah. uh, you know, and it is very Pretty hard nice. to see if a horse is lame or not when they're bouncing down the uh down the lane. Yeah.
1: And those those horses at at the big events are very fit, and it's a very electric atmosphere, so it is really hard to get them to jog quietly. Um, You know, the, the sort of the jogging the horse up 202 version is that once we really get the horses jogging well and teach them, then we can start to use the bridle from the ground to help make them round and make them soft and keep them relaxed, and that's certainly a part of jogging them up at the big events.
0: Well, there you go. Okay, great. Well, Craig, where can people find out more about you and Pro?
1: Uh, They can find pro at professionalriders.org. And uh, there's pretty much everything anybody could ever want to know about it. right there, as well as the opportunity to become a member. And my own website is craigtomsonyvenning.com.
0: All right, very good. Well, thank you, Craig, and we'll have you back again soon. I look forward to it. Stop by our website and look under the Expert tab. You will find Craig Thompson in his bio page. And on that bio page, you will find links to all the sites that he mentioned and all of his links there. That is the easiest way to find a link that you hear on the show, either on the show notes page for that episode, or just check out the experts page for all their links as well. Thanks again, Craig, and we will have him back soon. It's time for today's email. Well, today's email comes from JJ, and JJ says, Hi, Glenn. I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed your show with Dr. Jen. Too many people in the horse business have forgotten why they got into horses in the first place and take all their frustrations to the barn with them. It was a wonderful reminder to enjoy our horses for the wonderful partners they really are. Thanks, JJ. Well, JJ was referencing Episode 8 with Dr. Jen. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, go to horsetipdaily.com and take a listen. And thanks, JJ, for writing. Please drop me an email at glenn at horseradionetwork.com and let me know if you are enjoying the show. Do you have any specific tips or you want to hear about or any experts you want to hear on the show? And please subscribe to the show through iTunes or Zune and get the daily tips automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. Also, you can follow us at Facebook. Just search for Horse Tip Daily or follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. And, you know, don't forget to check out all the other great shows that are on the Horse Radio Network. We have a bunch of them, about eventing, dressage, uh, the World Equestrian Games show. We do the unofficial radio show for the World Equestrian Games. And we're going to have some exciting events coming up with the opening of the new Indoor at the Kentucky Horse Park. So check out all the shows at horseradionetwork.com. I will be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.